0: So you have this, in this one person of the Trinity, all these different identities being held together.
1: This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Brandon Nappy. Executive Director of Leadership Programs at Berkeley Divinity School at Yale, and Ned Parker, Associate Dean for Institutional Advancement at Andover-Newton Seminary at Yale, and both of them also hold the title Lecturer in Homiletics. They're discussing Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7, which is appointed for the first Sunday after the Epiphany, the Baptism of the Lord, in year B. The text is read for you by the Associate Director for the Center of Continuing Education, Kelly Morrissey.
2: Acts chapter 19, verses 1 through 7. While Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, Into what then were you baptized? they answered, into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about 12 of them.
3: Brandon this this passage about baptism always in a way breaks my heart because it it's one of those things that I'm not sure if you've ever heard this phrase but christian denominations multiply by division that is we have so many denominations because of the division that has happened in the in the church and here you find this question about whose baptism is the right baptism and i think about those moments in christianity when when some sort of schism has happened or rift in the church where where one denomination becomes two denominations becomes six denominations because we can't agree on whether babies are baptized whether believers are baptized whether both happens and baptism in its nature and definition, it's a pretty serious thing. I mean, baptizo—I don't think I'm pronouncing it correctly because I never took Greek. But baptizo, whatever the the Greek is, means drowning. Means it's the word used when people are drowned, when ships sink. And so, I wonder in instances like this. So here, here is evidence in the Bible of things that happen today. The same kind of rifts happen today. The same kind of questions happen today. And who gets decide? Who gets to decide who's correct? I mean, who gets who gets to to say this is the right way? And in making that decision, who is othered? Who is cast out? And that, I I guess I should back. I should expand this and say this really isn't just a question about baptism. It's about all of the ways that we find that we are divided as Christians. And that breaks my heart, and i I feel like there there this passage actually is pretty ripe with other places where we can find different opinions different different ideas of what's correct i I wonder if anything pops out to you
0: yeah, no i I feel that heaviness of heart i you know most of um or so many of my friends anyway, don't regularly go to church when I share my own heartbreak over the the divisions within Christianity. They just don't get it. Why y'all fighting about this stuff? It just doesn't look important to their lives. And of course, it's it's sacred and extremely important. And and in some ways, can be a sometimes a a rearrangement of deck chairs on on the Titanic. I I, I think what I'm noticing in the passage may actually be helpful for us to hold here, and that is, we see the church in this incredible moment of learning we hear them saying we've never heard of the holy spirit we're literally watching the early christian community learn discover and embrace the work of the holy spirit and you know i was as i was reflecting on you know my, my seminary learning i remembered that the hebrew word for spirit and, and i didn't study uh, hebrew at all but ruach is feminine mm, right yeah. and then the greek word for spirit pneuma is is not any gender. It's it's neuter. It's neither masculine or, or feminine. And then, of course, it gets translated in, into Latin as spiritus, which is masculine. So you have this, in this one word, in this one person of the Trinity, all these different identities being held together, that we don't actually need a kind of conformity, that we can actually hold all these separate threads together. And I take great, oh, great uh, hope that in God, difference can be celebrated appreciated and held and i'm not sure our churches have always been those places to hold to hold difference right and uh, i want to i to just call that out and call us as a church to to maybe to doing a much better job of this
3: i couldn't agree more and i mean you're talking about spirit in this passage and i yeah, i think about all the names for god in the hebrew bible including elohim which is a plural gods and Every once in a while, I ruffle some feathers when uh, when I start a prayer with something to the effect of "I'm praying," you know, to the original or the great they them. But it's right there in the Bible, and there are different ways to read these texts. And maybe, maybe one of the ways that we find peace, maybe one of the ways that we can come back together as a Christian community, as as a global network of Christians, is to just accept. There's different. Ways to read this. There's different ways to think about uh, baptism. It's portrayed in different ways. And the idea of spirit, I also think of uh, wisdom, Sophia. And my senses, after spending now, oh, 12 years working in seminaries and theological schools, we talk about these things more in the context of academia and not enough in the church and unfortunately this this wall has been built or is being built where instead of learning from what's happening in seminaries which which would be wonderful because so many students and faculty are doing so much good work the wall is is the wall that is built up built up between the church and the the quote unquote educated elite so instead of recognizing how how important it is to have a well educated clergy there's a bit of a rift it seems forming. I think that's one of the reasons we see churches that no longer require MDivs. You can go with an MA, a 2-year degree, and the MDiv is a is a shrinking pool in theological schools and seminaries where the MA is increasing because there are churches that that want future pastors to be ordainable, but the longer – there's a fear almost that the longer they spend in the academy, the more they will come to push back at what has been understood for millennia. And I may get in a lot of trouble for saying that, but I'll just put it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm hopeful because when the church gets it wrong
0: or when the church – does its ministry in some kind of incomplete way, God still gets through. And the example that I'm thinking of um, historically is when in the Middle Ages, no one was talking about the Holy Spirit, yeah. right? Um, there was a kind of absence of the Holy Spirit uh, in terms of preaching and teaching, the Virgin Mary arises yeah. uh, nearly on every street corner, yeah, on yeah. every cathedral. And so it's, it's Mary, the mother of Jesus who communicates the presence of the Holy Spirit, the commitment of God to walk with God's people through some really difficult uh, living conditions, right? So even in our own failing, even as we aspire to be a more inclusive church, a more vibrant church, more faithful church, God's Spirit will supply what's needed in, in the moment with us and sometimes without us.
1: Thanks for listening. You can visit our website for more Bible study resources, yalebiblestudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer Helena Martin. And our theme music is by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.